This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And our goal is to give our listeners some really good information, local information about what's happening locally so that we all can make good informed decisions. And one of the great things about our association is we have over 4,000 members. We have about another thousand affiliate members. That would be termite inspectors, loan officers, escrow officers. So we, we've got it all covered because they're all willing to come in here. Here's somebody today. I had to drag her in here. Not really. <laughs> Carmen Jimenez Phillips with Century 21 C. Watson. And you are also the chairperson this year or co-chairperson of the Investment and Exchange Committee for the Fresno Association of Realtors. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Don. How, how long have you been in real estate? I've been in real estate 22 years now, this this month, October, yes. 22. So mm-hmm. you have seen a thing or two, so I you have. know a thing or two. Yes. Yeah. I, I think I stole that from someone else's commercial. Sounds no- good anyway, so. Yeah, there you go. Um, how has your experience been as the investment chair co-chairperson? You know, it's actually been pretty positive. I get a lot of feedback from the members, and um, some of the feedback has been, uh, thank you for bringing us information, valuable information that they can learn from and use. So I think that's been the key point, is to bring the members information that, um, you know, is incorporated in our business that means something that we can take away and use in our daily lives or in our business. Mm -hmm. And of course, you're talking about um, bringing in realtor members to learn so that they can reach out to their clientele and help them better. Yes, a lot of our members are realtors, you know, they're investors, and if they're not investors, they are realtors that deal with investors, so it's real important that we know what aspects of that, you know, to incorporate and to help our, our, our clients better. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And, um, uh, now you're you're an investor too. Yes, uh huh. Longer than I've been a realtor by a year. So. Oh. Yeah. Very good. And we are going to be talking about investment in real estate and what's good about it. But in this show, we're also going to be learning a very very valuable lesson from the kids. So the Fresno Association of Realtors just sponsored a uh, essay contest for school kids called the Homewards Essay Contest. Mm-hmm. They had to write a 150-word essay on what my home means to me. Carmen, sorry to tell you, not one kid mentioned the investment side of it. They all mentioned the security, the safety, the, the family, and that's a big part of the home. Even if you are, let's say you buy a home as an investment, when you provide that housing to another family to rent from you, these are the things you're providing to that family. And um, so it, it's got to be a respectful thing there. So we'll, we'll get into that. Okay, I love to ask all the realtors, and because you're out there uh, listing and selling homes, 
What's the market like right now that, that you're seeing? Well, it's a very interesting market. It's actually a positive market, especially for sellers, but also for buyers once they can get into a home because we're talking about the lowest rates we've seen in decades, you know, um, and the opportunity to get into a home with, uh, you know, under 3% for 30 years. That's just amazing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And, and you know, when I, back in, when it first started, not first, but towards the first part of my career, I actually became a loan officer, and FHA rate was 17.5%. Yes. You know, now it's like 2.5%. And then after a few years, I think we were still up around 13 12%. Took a real estate finance class at Fresno State, and our professor did some long mathematical formula to prove to us mathematically why interest rates would never go below 10% again. Well, I guess he was wrong. I, I, I want him to take my C minus back and give me an A. Yeah, it took a while though, right, for us to get to this point, but okay, I think- Okay, I'll take a yeah. B, a, a B minus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it did take a while and it took a lot of things happening. Correct. Because uh, that's been 34, 40 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. we're in a tough times right now, you know, with this crisis and the economy. And um, uh, the wonderful thing is that we have uh, the feds trying to help maintain the market and help uh, the consumer homeowners um, stay uh, sustainable. So mm -hmm. that's where we are now. Yeah. And when you say sustainable, this is a big difference between what we're going through now and what we went through back in 2005. In 2005, the biggest loan was the cash out refi, bundled together with an adjustable rate mortgage. So you really didn't know what your interest rate was gonna be in 2006, seven, eight. Now, everything, there are very few cash out refis, and if there are, they are only to 80% loan to value no more of the 100% thing. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is it's a 30-year fixed rate mortgage. You know your interest rate, you know your payment, what it's gonna be in the year 2030, 2040. Right. And the only time it adjusts is after 30 years when it adjusts down to zero. And you own that thing. Yeah, it's amazing. That's a wonderful thing for buyers to have right now. Mm -hmm. If they can get into the home. And it happens slowly but surely. You know, we're seeing multiple offers per home, so it does take a little bit of patience from the buyers, but great opportunities. So let's talk about those multiple offers because that's a big part of today's market. What's a buyer got to do to make their offer stand out? Well, it just depends on the sellers, uh, but the buyers, what I tell my buyers is put your best offer forward at the beginning don't start with, you know, if you have the money, don't ask for a closing cost. Um, if there are no offers, maybe there's potential for other things in the offer. But clean offers, um, you know. What do you mean by clean offers? It means we can't ask the sellers, for example, to pay for inspections if they haven't already done those. I mean, it's a small investment for a buyer to do. But once we get in there, you know, they can do a termite inspection for about $75 
a home inspection for about 250 or so. So, uh, you know, we do have to do our due diligence as buyers and um, get in there and do our work to make sure you, we know what we're buying. So don't ask the seller to pay for something that would normally be the buyer's responsibility. Correct. Such yes. as inspections. And a, and a good thing about if the buyer pays for the inspections themselves, they can hire who they want, not who the seller wants. Exactly. And there are sellers that do that up front. But um, at, in that case, you know, we don't have a lot of leverage once to get into a contract and to investigate and then maybe um, ask for some repair work to be done. We shouldn't be afraid to ask for that. You know, the buyers have made an investment. Sellers have waited a week or so. Usually I try to do everything right away. And uh, generally it works out perfectly. Mm-hmm. All right. The big thing that I'm seeing, and by the way, I've done this 44 years. Mm -hmm. The biggest difference I've seen in today's market is now you have to wait your turn at the curb to show the house. There's that, you know, especially if you pick that 5 o'clock to 6.30 time slot um, when people get off work. um, you got to wait your turn. It's crazy. Yes, and um, you know, seeing that happening, I think buyers are getting the perspective that I have to be serious about this home. I can't fiddle around with uh, offers, and I have to put my best foot forward. Mm-hmm. And so that is really helpful because we're getting buyers in that are into it to close a transaction. You know, they're w- and sellers are willing to work with them as well. So that's a really good thing to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the best soundbite so to speak that i've heard is that this is both a seller's market and a buyer's market so buyer's market because things are so affordable because the cost of borrowing money is so cheap yes two and a half percent thereabouts for a 30-year mortgage maybe somebody who a few years ago could only qualify for a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar home can now qualify for a $350,000 $350,000 home. Exactly. Yeah. So that that's really helpful. Then, of course, the seller's market, because if they present it properly, meaning clean it up, do a little painting if, mm-hmm. it's, if needed, um, and price it properly, it should sell in a f- very quick amount of time. Yeah. Usually the first week. I always tell sellers, make sure your home is... Uh, how would I put it, um, clean, um, neutral, and basic. Mm-hmm. And buyers like this, you know, no clutter, none of that. And it should sell within the first week, if not the first two days. <laughs> wow, yeah. two days. Yeah. That's amazing because I remember back in the 80s and the 90s when it was normal to go 100 days right? before you got your first offer. Mm-hmm. And you better work that offer hard because it might be the – only one you're going to get for another 100 days. Yes. So amazing how the world turns. And speaking of the world turning, we do have to go to a commercial break. But stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. Uh, and here in the studio, we have Carmen Jimenez Phillips of Century 21 C. Watson. 
been a realtor for, I think you said, how many years? 22. 22 Doesn't years. Doesn't seem like it, though, but it's been yeah, a while. It seems like you're still a rookie, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got to ask you, because you comment a lot uh, at different meetings about hearing Welcome Home Radio. Mm -hmm. So you're one of our regular listeners. What do you like about the show? Because I, I, I'd like to tell my kids that somebody actually listens to me. Yes, I think a lot of people listen to you. But what I like about the show is the... Maybe it's the green part that they're not... My kids don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> That's funny. But I like that uh, you bring, uh, bring us information from different uh, segments of our community, whether it's, you know, our... Um, representatives, uh, uh, home inspectors, pest inspectors. You even had something on logging a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, just information that we would never uh, would have expected and we can learn from. And especially that logging segment was really good because, you know, it was so close to home, literally in our backyards, and, uh, you know, really able to understand um, what happens and, um, you know, some of the causes that maybe most of us are not aware of. Okay, so here's a confession I have to make. I don't didn't know anything about logging either or not very much. Mm -hmm. So this show is a good opportunity for me to learn, too, while I still sound smart right. or kind of smart. <laughs> so um, when I ask a lot of these questions, I really don't know the answer sometimes. I'm depending on the expert to tell me. Um, all right. Speaking of experts, I know that you are an expert on investment housing. What, in two minutes or less, tell me why, why should somebody invest in real estate? Expert might be strong, but I highly recommend it. I think uh, we should invest in real estate because that's an asset that will be there. Uh, you know, in the past, compared to the stock market, it was essential uh, to, in a return. Um, you know, imagine receiving uh, 1300 a month on a $150,000 investment. If you had that in the bank, you'd probably receive maybe $40 a month right mm -hmm. in interest so uh, given the numbers that's a, a great asset to have it will be there you know regardless of time and you don't lose anything until you sell a lot of people say what if I sell my property or the market has changed or you know gone down or up a little bit but if you don't sell your asset you know as an investor you can exchange that for other properties in the future so you can always keep that and it's a tax write-off you have a lot of um, a lot, of, a lot of incentives when it comes to investing in real estate that really helps your pocketbook as well. I remember the second or third home that I bought, um, boy, I thought I was being smart. I bought a brand new home for $52,000. Put about another two or 3,000 into landscaping and some other things. So let's just say I'm in at 55,000. Within a year or two, that thing was up to 65,000 in value. And I'm thinking I'm the smartest guy in the world, right? Well, then a few things went wrong. Well, part of it is the interest rates then went up to 17.5%. Before long, they were selling houses down the street for 42000 mm -hmm. So, I mean, mine's at best 45000 So, I'm not too wise now, right? Went from 55 to 65 down to 45 But I was too stubborn to lose. So, I stuck it out put in a few more years. I, I was renting it out, mm -hmm. had some good times and some bad times as, as a property manager there. 
Um, when I actually did sell it, um, I ended up selling it for almost $100,000, but my loan had gone down to 20000 I took that $80,000 and did a 1031 exchange mm -hmm. and bought three new properties off the one. So here's a house that I was losing on. I, I was underwater because, oh, when it went down to 45000 I forgot to tell you, I still owed 50000 mm -hmm. So um, not looking good, but too stubborn to lose. It's uh, And um, I ended up winning big time because now I own three houses that I got off that original one. Mm -hmm. Very smart. And you say lose, but sometimes we don't really lose anything. We actually gain if we talk to your CPA, uh, you know, with the depreciation, the write-offs, um, that offsets a lot of things. So I think a lot of investors uh, are winners in that aspect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only in real estate investment can you lose money but yet have a capital gain. <laughs> so, um, but you know what, it, and it's a great long-term thing, but we just wanted to talk about that to set up the Homewards Essay Contest. We have some kids that have taught us what a home is all about. So the assignment that our Fresno Association of Realtors gave these kids, and by the way, we put it in three categories, the high school kids, um, there was under fifth grade, and then fifth through eighth. Um, the assignment was write an essay on what my home means to me. And there are some real jewels in here. Um, here's one that I love. It was written by uh, a student named Kyleen at Clovis North High School. She said, my home is my safe place. Carmen, let me ask you, can you think of a safer place in your home? No, I cannot. And, you know, it's interesting, these children, the words they use brings into perspective what a home actually is to a family. Mm -hmm. And they put it, you know, better than I think any adult could. So, yeah, it's touching. Yeah, right. Um, I think as adults, we feel peer pressure to talk about um, the appreciation rate or the value, you know, in, in numbers. Um, in all of these essays, I don't think there's one number in here. It's all about the intent. You know what? It's all about the intangibles. Mm -hmm. um, she also goes on to say, I have a community here in a home as robust as our love. So she's talking about her family, and, and that's a good one. So um, I think Kyleen is right on the right track. She will probably be a future homeowner. Definitely, yes. And you know, what I what I notice with this is the parents are instilling uh, those uh, characteristics in the children about appreciating their home, love, safety. So, you know, uh, we have to give props to the parents out there for instilling these in their, in their children and, you know, just making, grow, you know, putting some wonderful kids out there in the world that have this train of thought. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. It, and by the way, none of this matters that it's whether you own the home or you rent the home. This is about your home. It, it, and it's about the family putting um, the, the intangibles into the home. You are so right. Yes, true. Mm -hmm. 
hey, I, I'm right because I was listening to the kids. Yes. Something I noticed. Here's Cassidy from Buchanan High School. I love what she said here. My home, my home holds happy and sad memories, but that is what makes a home beautiful. So yeah, there's there's sad ones too. Yeah, and they acknowledge that. So in a home, you know, I see that um, they learn how to deal with all those things, right, and grow and uh, build memories as a family. Mm-hmm. Um. I like this one here. Everything good and bad becoming a part of my family story. I like Cassidy. She she thinks on both sides here. Introspective, yes. Yeah. It's just, it's not all fluff. Mm-hmm. Then there's another one here from Nikita, an 11th grader. He's saying, home isn't a place, but it's a group of people that you feel the bonds of love with. Wow. I mean, even the... So that's proof that it you don't have to own a home because it, it's not the home is the, the group of people that you're with. Mm-hmm. This is uh, these kids are smart. They are. Or, of course, they are in high school. You know, something I hear out there is that children do not sell homes. Sorry. The children do not sell homes. And I beg to differ on that. I think that they actually sell the the home. You know, um, I remember in 2005 when I bought the home I'm still in, purpose for buying that home was where my children were going to go to school and Mm -hmm. the neighborhood we were in for them to grow up near, you know, classmates, future classmates and friends. Mm -hmm. So children actually do sell homes, right? Ah, there you go. And one last one from the high school kids, Sierra, uh, a 12th grader, said a home is having a place of safety, security, love, and hope. I love the hope part because that's where you can go feel safe and hope for the future. And with that one, we are going to our first next commercial break. Stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here in the studio with us today, we have Carmen Jimenez Phillips, realtor with Century 21 C. Watson. In the previous segment, we were talking about what we we are learning from the kids as to what a home really means. And I think the key thing we came up with, there's no numbers involved, not about appreciation rate uh, or the value of the home. It's about the intangibles of the home actually i don't know if one kid even mentioned amenities (laughs) it it's about what what you put into the home so what what were some of your favorite quotes there hit me with them they're all so good but i have um who was it kaylee here and kaylee is in sixth grade and uh, she says what she loves most about her home it's uh, my house is amazing the neighborhood they have police that live in the area. You know how many times we hear buyers say, I see a police car, so I feel safer? Mm-hmm. And this is a child that notices that. So that's very interesting. But mm-hmm. for um, Kaylee. And that's good respect for that police officer, too. Yes, that definitely. That she's mentioning it in a positive manner. 
Yes, and then she brings up technology. You know, technology is important um, in the in the home. So um, here, you know, we get a little bit um, more in depth with um, technology, ama- amazing kitchen. So. Uh, I can tell some of these children, you know, they love to spend time in the kitchen, cooking with their family, just building memories. I like that, building memories. Technology is becoming a big part of the home, and I think that's part of what's driving the demand for housing right now is as more and more people have to work from home, go to school from home, um, having that technology there helps, having the, the... uh, electronic system in place and it's kind of hard to have an electronic system if you don't have four walls to put it in yes exactly all right do you have anything else there um, I have one here Ilman, grade 8 uh, let's see he says my home is a special place where I can chill <laughs> be by myself create new memories so there's memories that's a good one and have special moments with my family. So, you know, what we gather from these is the children just appreciate the basic things, you know, being with their family, creating memories, having meals. Those are the important things to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So once again, it's the intangibles, not the numeric value. And Oh, this goes back to my uh, professor at Fresno State. He made the value of a home uh, all about numbers, and it was a mathematical formula. Hopefully he's listening here. I still want that C minus changed to something a little better. Yes, it depends on who you ask, right? So Mm -hmm. those numbers are important to some people, but not to others. That's right. Okay, there was a few more in that category. What, What else do you have there? Let's see. I have um, Ryan here, what my home means to me, a warm place, a nice home, hang out, relax. When it's 100 degrees outside, you know, it's a cool place to be in. Mm-hmm. A yard, a yard's important for play, having neighbor, neighbor kids over. A shelter, you know. Um, those are the priorities, and these children are prioritizing things properly, don't you think? I do. I especially like what else Ryan said. He has a backyard that's big enough to throw a ball outside. Yeah. Now, that's one of the things, when I picture the house I grew up in, I picture the backyard where I was throwing the ball. I didn't have any brothers. I just had sisters who wanted to play Barbie dolls. Mm-hmm. So I'd go outside and throw a ball up against the fireplace. And I would pitch an entire doubleheader um, and pretend like I was actually in the World Series pitching. That was in my backyard. Yes, a wonderful memory, right? No, we lost both ends of the doubleheader. (laughs) (laughs) I got lit up as a pitcher. (laughs) But you had fun. That's right. That's what counts. All right. Here's one that I really like from um, Emma, who's at Baird Elementary School. Home is a word that triggers memories to rush through my mind. To me, home means feeling, excuse me, 
To me, home means family and feeling loved, safe, and cherished. Well, how, how much better can you say it? I think I might sob in a few minutes if we keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hold that for commercial break, would you? Yes, yes. These are really good. Um, and he, uh, Emma also goes on to say it's more than walls and furniture. It's coming home to the smell of whatever mom is cooking. I mean, that, yeah, that's where we eat. Mm -hmm. So home is so important. Um, then we also have uh, Matthew, also a seventh grader, who said, um, the reason I can call it home is because of a crisis like this that we are in. My home does not feel uncomfortably stuck at home. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So here we are. I mean, uh, sometimes we feel like we're stuck at home because you can't go here, you can't go there. Um, more than likely, Matthew couldn't go to baseball practice or soccer practice for a while. But he had a home that he was comfortable in. Yes. So. I have three boys at home, and uh, that is so big right now. You know, each, all three are in their perspective rooms, Zooming in school, right, all day mm -hmm. long till probably uh, 2, 3 o'clock, sometimes 4.30. And, um, you know, they're having fun. They're enjoying it. You know, they get to see their classmates. They get to have uh, interaction during the breaks. And they still can Zoom meetings with their friends. Actually, this evening, I think my 10-year-old has a Zoom meeting with four of his friends. So we try to keep that going, that uh, interaction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I sure hope and pray for the day where we don't have to have Zoom. Yes. But it's working out as an alternative. Yeah, it's a way to keep in touch and um, still continue to function. Yeah, and, and I will say this. Um, I would more than likely prefer to be on Zoom than just a phone call. Yes. And certainly more than just an email. Yes. And certainly more than a text. And I have to tell you, you're, uh, when, you're, when we're in Zoom meetings, your face is so comforting. You have such a smile and you're listening and it's comforting to see people. And Ooh, see the yours, yes. And people's reactions during meetings. For and all our listeners out there, <laughs> I did not pay her to say that one. <laughs> no, you did not. But, you know, we notice those things, you know. Yeah. Um, in our board of director meetings, I had to make a rule recently or a policy that to be considered in attendance, you had to be visually active. Um, you couldn't just have a blank screen or a still photo because that helps with the interaction. I agree with you, yes, it does. Yeah. Um, all right, I, it, here, here's one from a second grader named Morgan. Uh, I love this one, because it shows the mind of a kid. I like the stairs in our house because I get to slide down them. I wonder if his parents are watching. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Now, keep in mind, he is a second grader. So, uh, but, uh, hey, I guess he did mention an amenity, but it's more the fun of the slide. Mm -hmm. um, James from Yosemite Monarch Charter School said, home is my family with my mom and dad and brothers and sister. I like being home. Hmm. Smart Excellent. children. Yeah. 
okay, so I going back a few years, I wonder if I could have wrote something when I was in first grade that meaningful. I know, right? Children, I tell you, they're so amazing. I don't know if they've evolved to be like this or, uh, you know, what has changed to make this happen, but they're incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's fun. Now, this is, this is one I can relate to. Haley from Garfield said, it has all my stuff there. Ah, perfect. Yeah, what else do you need, right? <laughs> yeah, just put all your stuff there. Oh, I don't know if I can agree with Haley on this one now. She said it's the best place, even better than Disneyland. I know. I was surprised to see that. But Haley, you need to go to Disneyland at least once a year. But the good news is you can come back home. (laughs) Yeah. The bad news is you can't go to Disneyland just yet. But they're working on that. Yes, they're working on it. Um, Bailey from Garfield writes... My home means a lot to me because it is a happy home. All right. Parents, keep that in mind. Keep those kids happy. And and that's how you build your home. Um, James from, let's see. Oh, I already gave James. So let's go to Jack from Garfield. My home is special to me because we have a lot of kids on our block. Okay, parents did a good job of buying in a right place where there's other kids. Mm-hmm. And he has a pool that seems big and uh, popular. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, here's one I remember too. John from Yosemite Valley Charter School said, I like playing outside and climbing trees. We had an almond tree in our, our yard. I loved to climb that thing. And, and, you know, it wasn't that big, so it was climbable as a little kid. Mm-hmm. Of course, then we had a lot of rose bushes that you couldn't climb. But um, Well, I have a, when I think of uh, almond trees, I remember um, riding a horse, and somehow we got into the almond orchard, and that was a nightmare. I still have nightmares about that because <laughs> the branches and it wasn't fun. All right. Now here's um, one from a third grader named Oscar. I, you gotta love this one. My home means freedom to me. It also means love to me. Home also makes me wanna play video games. All right, Oscar, what is it about a home that makes you wanna play video games? Probably because it's there and plugged in, huh? Yeah, electronics. Yeah, it's big. They're, it's pretty big. But it's funny that he mentions freedom when you're under uh, four walls, if you if you will put it that way. Hmm. Right? But yeah. they can roam around, and it's a safe spot. I bet that's why he feels freedom. Very right? introspective there. Yeah. <laughs> and then Alexandra from Century Elementary, a fourth grader, says... I also love my home because there are no bullies like there are at school and the park. Mm. Ah. I didn't like hearing that part. I don't. Um, I, I just wish for children to be in school and at every place and have no bullies around. So um, mm. I didn't like that comment, and I hope bullies go away. Yeah, yeah. Hadley from Garfield said, I always end up going home to the place that makes me feel safe and sound. And that, um, I think, 
that's something, whether you're an adult and you work when you go home at night, that's where you're going to feel safe and sound and, and, and relax. And then here's our last one before our commercial break. Allison from Garfield also said, my home is like a shield. It protects me and makes me feel safe. What do you think about that one, Carmen? I think it's, uh, it's wonderful. I think the children can teach us a thing or two about priorities in life. They are amazing. Mm -hmm. And uh, just listening to all these stories, you know, how they're building memories, relationships, and uh, the things they, they like about their school. Because I think you had a, uh, there was another uh, segment about the school as well. Yeah. All right. Thank you. We're going to go to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. If I could just come in, I swear I'll leave. Won't take nothing but a memory from the house. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here with us today uh, is Carmen Jimenez Phillips of Century 21 C. Watson Real Estate. You know, we've been talking about the market, then we talked about the kids' perspectives on what a home really means. Um, now there's a good question that is appropriate in today's market, and that is, let's say somebody has a home that they're, they've grown out of. They really need, and they can afford a, a bigger one, and they want to move, and the question they have is, what do we do with the old house? Should we sell it or should we keep it as a rental? Carmen, I'd like to ask you, why, why should somebody consider keeping it as a rental? Well, they should consider keeping it as a rental if they maybe own it free and clear or maybe they have a small payment and can make a good amount of rent a month. And a good amount for any uh, three-bedroom, one-bath these days is going to be between uh, 1300 to 1500 a month. Mm -hmm. So if you can, if you can manage, do those numbers, um, it would be a good idea to keep it. But then we have uh, folks that maybe um, do not want to be landlords. They can have a property manager take care of the property, or they can sell it if it's not something they want to deal with at all. Mm -hmm. All right. Although I remember when I started this 40 years ago, um, the rents were lower than what payments were because interest rates were so high. So I had a thing called negative cash flow every month. Mm -hmm. um, but once again, too hard-headed to quit. Today, I still own a lot of those, and they're free and clear, and now they're income. So it's totally been worth it. So I'm going to say it's a good, good reason to do it for um, a re retirement plan. It is, but a CPA may tell you, and we can't give legal or tax advice, right, mm -hmm. that you should probably exchange those properties that are paid off into other properties that will have an appreciation time yeah. for you mm -hmm. so they can make them work for you. Okay, so what you're saying is uh, sell those, buy more. And but then wouldn't I be taking on more headaches? I think I. Um, <laughs> I think you're used to headaches, so you'll be okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am used to headaches. Uh, um, all right. Uh, how about why should somebody not keep it as a rental? Why should they sell that house 
and then buy another? Well, if they maybe um, want to put more money down on their property and they have appreciated that property and want to sell it, that's mm -hmm. a good reason. Or like I mentioned, if maybe they don't want to be a landlord. Some people just aren't into it. Too. Yeah, you got to be the right personality type mm -hmm. to be a landlord. You have to have a good bit of tolerance in you, understanding, compassion. Yes, and another reason too is if you sold it, um, you don't have capital gains. Money is tax-free mm -hmm. when you've lived, lived in a home two out of five years, so that's a good reason to sell the property. Mm-hmm. All right. That Yeah, so if it's your owner occupied you've occupied that home two of the last five you kind of have tax-free money yeah so if you have made fifty thousand or a hundred thousand dollars on it that's tax-free mm -hmm. okay that's an excellent reason why um going back to the personality type this is a lesson i learned from my father who was a landlord and he had a handful of um rentals he used to tell me I couldn't collect. And and I remember going with him to try to collect rent. And it would always be, well, next week, next week. Mm -hmm. and, but I learned from him. What he didn't do was draw the line in the sand. And that is, okay, all right. And you know what? If you do pay next week, like you said, on Friday, I'm going to waive the late charge. But if it's after Friday, uh, you know I've got to make you know I've got to do what I got to do which is give the three-day notice so basically you're giving them some time some mm -hmm. rope uh, to help them out but you do have to have a line in the sand yeah you have to treat it as a business and can't have too much emotional uh, emotions involved yeah. yeah yeah that's true And that's hard sometimes that's the part I struggle with mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, all right. Um, and then, of course, tax-wise, there's all kinds of benefits to, uh, to keeping your current home as a rental because you, you can depreciate it. You can uh, write off expenses. Have a monthly income, yes. Yeah. And not only, here's, here's maybe one of the best reasons. So not only can you have a monthly income, but at, while that's happening, you can also have the value of it go up, maybe from 200000 to two fifty to 300 Yes, we hope, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mentioned earlier in the show, the one I bought for $52,000, um, the three homes that I now own with them are each worth, uh, let's say 250000 So that $52,000 grew into 750000 Yes, that's it, amazing. It also grew me a lot, a lot of gray hair. Mm -hmm. Well, gray hair is in now, so you're okay. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Carmen. <laughs> All right. Um, now, in that 40 years, there's been a lot of work, so I can't say that it, um, I had to earn it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I still remember the time the sheriff showed up to evict somebody. And I talked to him. I told the sheriff, no, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Something had come up that changed everything. And um, uh, so 
those are the things that come up with a with being a landlord mm -hmm. and we don't have time to go into that story but maybe next week i'll tell that story about why a landlord told the sheriff we're canceling this eviction process interesting yeah and then you're gonna say well don you aren't so smart after all <laughs> oh no but hey sometimes you got a heart too um all right in one minute or less give me your best real estate advice my best real estate advice is don't get off the fence and do something. Um, if you don't do anything, we don't have anything. So if you're thinking about buying or selling, I, I would say just make a move and, and do it. Mm -hmm. All right. I like that. If you don't do anything, you don't have anything. Correct. If we're going to have inflation again in the world, if you don't own a piece of the world, you're not going to be a participant on the right side of inflation. So... With that thought in mind, we want to thank you for tuning in to Welcome Home Radio. Thank you, Carmen, for helping us out today. And we'll be back next week. Thank you. Thank you.